0: Welcome to the Beyond the Easy podcast with your host, Natasha Stevens. When she isn't speaking herself, you'll hear from some of the globe's most unique and powerful people who have pushed past perceived limitations and are exceeding societal expectations. Our niche is simple, people. Our dynamic guests share their stories filled with content that synergistically bridges the divide between us and them. And we're inviting you in. We are a blended tribe. Thanks for tuning in and catching the subscribe vibe. Hello, everyone. I am so excited about today's episode of Beyond the Easy. I have been waiting on this one for quite some time. Today, we are joined by Dr. Mark Sherwood. And Dr. Mark practices with his wife, Dr. Michelle He is a naturopathic doctor, and she is a doctor of osteopathy. They are trailblazers and pioneers in functional healing, utilizing cutting-edge treatment protocols that have led to hundreds of amazing testimonials. They have a full-time based wellness practice in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that is Wellness Medicinal. It is called the Functional Medical Institute, where they adopt a whole-person approach, which is outcome-based, looking at each individual's unique needs. With a huge vision to change the world healthcare system and their crisis that we are in, one person at a time, their mission is to lead people down a pathway of true healing with two purposes. Number one, eradicate all self-imposed choice-driven disease conditions. Number two, eliminate the usage of unnecessary medications. This amazing couple hosts a weekly television program, which airs regionally in the Midwestern part of the United States. They serve patients in nearly every state in the country and several countries around the world. Doctors Mark and Michelle co-authored several books, including the Amazon bestsellers, The Quest for Wellness, Fork Your Diet, and Surviving the Garden of Eaton. They have been, and that is Eaton, E-A-T-I-N, they have been seen on national television, they've been quoted on CNN, and are regular contributors to many national publications. With a broad social media network that spans the globe, Drs. Mark and Michelle's influence reaches over 2 million people annually. Their newest project, a full-length movie entitled Fork Your Diet, the movie has over 12 million minutes viewed worldwide and is available on Amazon. Their second movie, The Prayer List, which is based on Dr. Michelle's life story, was recently released for worldwide distribution. And you guys, that is the abbreviated version of their bio. I would like to welcome Dr. Mark to the show. How are you doing today, Dr. Mark?
1: I am doing wonderful, Natasha. So honored and grateful to be a part of what you've got going here. And thank you so much.
0: Thank you for being kind, you know that that's part of of healing I do believe and and I'm just grateful for you as well. I know how busy your schedule is, especially in times um, like this with the pandemic. so we're just going to hop right in here, mm-hmm. dr. Mark. Uh, what is functional medicine for our listeners who may not know what that is well
1: Probably functional medicine is best defined by first defining what it's not. Um, Conventional medicine is more of a downstream process. So if you can imagine a river, if the flood comes up in the river, we would uh, perhaps throw a few sandbags out. That would be synonymous with downstream medicine. Those sandbags could be synonymous with medications. They do not fix the upstream problem that caused the flooding in the first place. So downstream medicine, we're not anti-medication. We're just anti-unnecessary dependence upon medication when the underlying conditional function can be corrected. Now, functional medicine, on the other hand, are probably even better defined, Natasha, as functional healing is going back upstream, First to the dam, that's your genetics. And then right above the dam, you have this idea of incoming things. Incoming things could be um, things from the environment, such as uh, pollutants and toxins that we don't have control over. Some of the things we see in here, we don't have control over. But upstream, in that input quantity, there's much that we do have control over, that being lifestyle. What we put in our mouth, what we speak out of our mouth, what we put in our eyes, what we allow in our ears, what we allow in our heart, uh, the people we hang around with, how we handle stress, how we sleep, how we move. So upstream healing is really a way to go back upstream as far as you can go to create an environment where predictably, and this is important, predictably, you can lower the risk of long-term disease processes.
0: Wow, <laughs> I have never heard it explained that way. That is that is phenomenal, and i I think that it's really really needed. Um, Doctor Mark, can you name as as you're talking about the dam and upstreaming it to to potentially prevent some of this stuff can you name a few illnesses that are both preventable preventable and curable with quotation marks using functional healing medicine or do you have specific methods in both what are some of the things that some of the illnesses that you guys treat the most using this approach and what are some of the specific methods that you use to do so
1: well, I think the top six that I would name of common disease processes are for the majority of the time, and I'm talking high all of the time, completely avoidable. And these disease processes are known as the diseases of the affluent. And that's a very important point because the affluence or the blessing that we have can both be a, a good thing. And a double-edged sword in the sense that, you know, gluttony and greed and all these things can affect it. So those those six I would refer to is probably uh, number one being heart disease, number two cancers, number three type 2 diabetes. Uh, we've got the autoimmune uh, conditions and co-conditions. We've got the Alzheimer's dementia and we've got the osteoporosis. The majority of these are completely um, you know, avoidable and reversible. As a matter of fact, specifically, we do not believe that type two diabetes should even exist in our world. Uh, we think it's a gross uh, neglect from leadership. Most folks don't understand that there these disease processes I just talked about are all have this underlying uh, condition of systemic inflammation that's upregulated. And these are probably some of the co-conditions we talk about today in this um, in our current pandemic, these, these comorbidities that we see uh, that contribute to the uh, uh, terrible outcomes. But if we would just eliminate those things uh, by doing exactly what I just said, going back upstream and changing the inputs, then we have the opportunity to change. Those things we have control over, um, We can, without question, Natasha, see avoidance and even reversal. We have in our lobby a big uh, glass vase uh, that is completely full of empty pill bottles. And that's probably my favorite thing that I see in in work every day. I go by that thing and it just really, um, I get overwhelmed with, um, you know, just awe and wonder. And how unique and awesome the body is in its ability to correct and restore, rebuild, regenerate. When we give it the right things, but when we deprive it of the right things, and as a matter of fact, put in dangerous things, we see these disease processes begin to proliferate. So by going back upstream and doing those lifestyle adjustments, uh, along with uh, peptides, hormones, and understanding the genetics as we do, uh, again, these things can go away. And man, what would that do? to our world, to take away the trillions of dollars that are spent every year on those things and put it to, to good use. Uh, how about let's not have a, a homeless problem? How about let's not have a food problem? How about let's truly um, begin to care for and invest in the lives of, uh, of people? Uh, so, again, a big answer to a short question, but hopefully that paints a good picture.
0: Oh, that paints a magnificent picture. And while you were speaking, I was listening to the different top six that you were speaking about and going back to how you said it's important about what we let into our body and, uh, and versus in and, and I know that Dr. Mark is speaking not just from a food intake level, um, as he expressed earlier. But let's just take one of those diseases really quickly. So, and and, and I'm not a doctor, so you're going to have to listen to Dr. Mark explain this. If a person is suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia or on the cusp of suffering from those two, and you go up to the dam where the genetics are, where the G, the DNA is, And you say, okay, here's how you can course correct with your diet and your nutrition. But on the other side here, what is it that you're watching on television? Are you on Facebook all day long? What types of things are you allowing into your spirit man that could be contributing to the onset of said disease? And also, if you are loading yourself with constant uh, negativity in your mind, it gets down into your heart and and into the rest of you, of, of your body. I do know that much. And then if you're not filling it back up with positive things, I know for a fact that for every one bit of negative data, that we intake as human beings, it takes 20 pieces of positive back-to-back bits of data to erase that one. So if someone's brain cells are misfunctioning and SNAP-C's are misfiring or missing places, then... There's got to be something, Dr. Mark, in naturopathy and what you guys do to say, okay, here's your diet piece, here's your nutrition piece. But over here on a soul level and on a spiritual level and a practical level, even here's some things that you can do, put in doing some more reading, put in some computers, some something positive on the computer, some, some sort of mind games, uh, do some puzzles Um, Is there, am I, am I speaking, are we resonating here or is there something that you can add to that?
1: Yeah, you're doing a really good job. And let's kind of talk about the two different angles of this, um, you know, issue we're talking about Alzheimer's dementia in the context of this example. First of all, there's three things that would uh, perhaps contribute to the etiology or the beginning of these uh, brain disorders such as dementia and or Alzheimer's. those three areas would be brain toxicity that would be number one and again the brain is mostly fat and so the fat's going to hold the toxins and so if we're full of brain toxicity uh, that would be a problem. Um, the second area of that would be the blood sugar issues. Alzheimer's has another name that is like uh, it's been used, it's been squashed, it's starting to come back again. That's called type 3 diabetes. So the same stuff that generates the um, development, if you will, of insulin resistance in the body can also develop insulin resistance to the brain so that's again that's clear dietary intervention um, uh, changeability and then the third part is hormones the brain is dependent upon a lot of our sex steroid hormones such as testosterone and estradiol to function so those three areas when they're 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 deficient or dysfunctional um, that can contribute to that on the other hand as you noted correctly the there I, I want everybody to picture a funnel if you will the funnel would be synonymous with this thing that we can't get our grips on and our minds around is called the mind the mind is this funnel and i want you to picture the open top being the entryway to the mind and then that funnel that where it narrows down that bleeds into the brain and the brain then takes that information And then it creates chemistry. Chemistry could be harmful or it could be helpful. And so the mind is receiving signals all the time from the outside world through perceptions, through belief, through cultures, through statements you say. When you speak, you change the environment around you and that changes the mind. You can speak yourself into any sort of belief system. So the mind, uh, Natasha, is always full of something. Now, if we don't actively put things in the mind that are going to be good things, as we know in the Bible, it talks about thinking on these things, pondering on these things that are that are are good and and, and kind, you know, etc. The mind, if we're not actively doing that, it will be filled full of negativity and things that do not bring life. And that's very important to understand, because what goes in the mind feeds the brain the brain kicks out chemistry or pharmacy as we like to call it, and that will seep down into and take root into the heart. So you almost like the brain is watering the seeds that have been placed in the heart and making them grow into crops. So you really have to handle this from all of those angles. You know, you have to get the belief system right, get the input right. And then you have to also do the things to eradicate toxins, uh, fix the diet for the blood sugar issues, and then appropriately uh, prescribe or add the hormones uh, to the the system of the human body. And then an overriding theme is you create, by doing all these things, more uh, motivation, more energy, more awareness, more cognitive function. And then, and this is the cool part, you begin to do more things and challenge yourself. There is something that I want your your listeners to understand. It's called brain-derived neurotropic factor. Again, that's brain-derived neurotropic factor, BDNF. That's like brain fertilizer. And the only way to get brain fertilizer is to try and do things new. Challenge yourself. Learn a language. Uh, read a new book. Learn a new skill. Move. Exercise. Uh, You know, listen to all this stuff we're talking about today and look it up, research it. You know, that will stretch the brain and create more neuroplasticity. Brain fertilizer plus neuroplasticity equals brain development. So, again, uh, you know, these things all contribute to the development of those things, of the pathology. But if we can just go back and redo some of that things, some of those things we just discussed, we can see literally, literally some disease processes slow down, be reversed, and or, and most beneficially, avoid it altogether.
0: That is amazing. And you are the very first. I, I want everyone to know that, and, and I'm, I'm not saying that other doctors have not thought of it, have not shared it, but for me... Dr. Mark is the very first medical doctor that I have ever heard use BDNF. The very first time that I heard BDNF was with one of the thought leaders that everyone knows, Robin Sharma. And he teaches that in his elite performance uh, classes. He talks about it in his summits. He talks about it online and if you're not tapped in, then you won't understand what that is. So I'm so glad that Dr. Sherwood actually broke down what BDNF is and going and that's so important. I mean, the very first doctor in my life that I've ever heard say that I've heard someone like I just said, Robin Sharma, harp on it a lot and talk about how important it is. And so, Dr. Mark, if God's original intent was for the body to heal itself. I, I personally do not believe that God placed us here to be ill. And so, if we fall upon some sort of illness, and His original intent for the creation and the way that He made each one of our bodies was to never get ill and to heal itself, why do you think so many people are ill? Is it the very things that we just talked about, culture? Uh, what could it? What is it? And, and and let's speak, Let's let's not cast this on the world. Let's speak directly to the church right now, because I know that you do a lot of work in ministry. And I know for a fact that you've said how much God cares about our spiritual health, our mental health, our physical health, and that if churches would begin to minister to all three aspects of those congregations, to their congregations, I'm sorry that their churches would be able to thrive and for them not to be fearless leaders so going back to the garden of eden not just to take away from your book there why do you believe so many um saints because i don't use the word christians why do you think so many children of god um are ill
1: well i think it's a combination of things natasha first of all I, i i'm not convinced people even believe that anymore uh the bible it's it's not and i have been very um honest about this. This is not what I'm getting ready to say is not an indictment upon people. All of us are capable of anything, both good and bad, Uh, good and evil. All of us are. So I'm coming from that place. Um, We are doing a horrific, unacceptable job within the body of Christ of teaching this. Um, We are uh, absolutely within congregations as they meet all over the country feeding people absolute garbage that brings about disease processes, and then we have the audacity or the arrogance to try to pray it out of them. That doesn't make sense, and, and I'll be direct with this as an example. The donut ministry, there is no such thing. That is clearly demonic. That is not a ministry. We don't reward ourselves by getting uh, punished. That's not what we do. Um, we need to look at like Philippians 3.19, for example, where Paul talks about The uh, enemies of the cross and he gives three characteristics and one of them, Natasha, is shocking. He says one of the characteristics of people that are enemies of the cross is, and I'm quoting from Philippians 319, their God, G-O-D, little g, is their belly. And so we have really missed that. And so God's intent is for us to consume the things in the package it was originally put in by him Example: Everybody will get. Adam and Eve were created. The only particular creation that God did in His own image. I mean, think about that for a moment. In His own image, nothing else mm. is in His own image. So that tells you God looks at us as people, at all of us, all of us, as the apple of His eye. In His image, you know you. Th- Those words in his image seem to burn into everybody listening to this particular uh, broadcast today because if we believe that, then we believe also that when he put these people that he made in his image in this garden, that he had to give them an appetite for these plants because that's where the tree of life was, where Adam and Eve, again, there was one that was forbidden, but they had the opportunity from the tree of life. And they wouldn't have one known that they needed to eat if God hadn't given them an appetite. So the the whole very recognition of the need for food and sustenance for a body to proliferate and be well is is a God generated thing. And that tree of life, by the way, is the same tree we see again uh, showing itself in the new. Um, uh, kingdom in the book of Revelations, the tree of life with the leaves that contain the healing for the nations. And so, you know, you look at this stuff and I I, I believe that we got off course and we have gotten off course significantly by not uh, teaching appropriately the honor and care for the temple as the home of the living God in us. And this is a big deal because you know, going for the New Testament, if we believe, like in um, Corinthians chapter 6, that uh, our, our body is our temple and it was bought with a price. I mean, if we even believe that, we don't have the right to destroy this body because it's not ours anymore. We've given up. And so this is a big deal. And so, <laughs> you know, we have to get our, get our grips around this. And the message I just spoke, Natasha, is obviously counterculture. Um, and I'm okay with that because the the greatest uh, counterculture figure we know in society was Jesus. And um, we right. need to kind of grasp this idea once again, that it should be, you know, Jesus' ministry on earth uh, was, was about healing people, right? And the testimony or the test or the eye test of people's uh, belief in Jesus was, my goodness, this person was sick and now they're well only because they came into contact with this dude. Right. And so that was a testimony. And so the, the disciples, you know, after Jesus went back to heaven, you know, and they're on this earth, they were healing people. It wasn't about, you know, going around and, uh, you know, trying to create individual uh, kingdoms, uh, ministries, programs. You know, it wasn't about that. It was about healing people. It was about loving people. It's about meeting their needs physically and emotionally and spiritually. And it should be an odd thing today that when we meet in a congregation. And again, I, I like you, just look. At, I I use that word Christian. I'm mean, like a cringe. I go, Good God, I don't want to be identified with that. You know you know all I know is that you know Jesus is my Savior, I know that he died, he came this earth, he died, he rose again, and I believe that and I believe he paid the price for my sin and I have a relationship with God through that uh, death, burial and resurrection, and that's what I know, and that's where I put my faith and my hope and it should be an odd situation when somebody comes to a a air quotes church congregational meeting in America and is sick and be like hey Natasha can you believe this we had a person come in sick today I haven't seen that in months let's get them healed right now because that's weird you know we right. do that and you, but we don't
0: you're We don't. And, you know, I'm going to be quite honest and quite frank here as well. Um, Things have changed. You know, I, I went to a church. I was in a church congregation. I served in ministry in my early 20s. And just what you said, if someone came in sick and they left sick, that was very strange to us very strange. And my late pastor and, and granted, I was 24 years old. That's a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) I know it doesn't seem like it, but it was quite a long time ago. Um, He told me before he passed away, he said every 10 years, I don't care how you ask it. I don't care where you put it out there. I want you to pay attention to every church in the nation, small, medium, big, In the United States, I want you to look and I want you to tell me how many quote unquote miracles are happening because healing is not supposed to be a miracle. Healing is supposed to be normal. That is what we are supposed to do as disciples using that same discipline that Jesus did. And I remember shaking in my boots because he called me to the altar one day. And asked me to lay hands on someone. Mm. And I was just like, Mm. "Um," I mean, I was just shaking. And he said, God said, come up here. And I was like, you know, their daughter. So I just ran up there. And the next thing I know, I'm laying hands on this person. I have no idea what's what's going on with, with them physically. And I laid hands on her. And we broke, you know, church was over. And when we came back, when when everyone went to their respective homes, I got a call that night from the pastor's wife. And she said, did you hear about Sister Mary? And I said, in the Bible, i <laughs> you know, just joking. her. <laughs> and I said, yeah, she gave birth to Jesus. She said, no, no, no. She said, the lady that you were asked to lay hands on, did you hear about her. And I said, no, I said, I just was obedient. I listened, I prayed, and I walked away. And she said, she can see. And I said, Mm -hmm. I know she was looking right at me. And she said, what? I said, yeah, when I went to lay hands on her, she was looking right at me. So I know that she can see. And she said, no, Natasha, Mm -hmm. she was 100% blind.
1: Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: She yes and so that's why I ask you that question because for us anyone that was sick I don't care if it was cancer I don't care what you had when you left you didn't have it anymore and that he said you're going to see a falling away you're going to see This not being normal and you're going to see it being tagged as, oh, a miracle happened in Dr. Mark's church Mm -hmm. today. He said this is supposed to be normal. And he said, you're going to get some very angry pastors that are going to get, you know, in their emotions about it because they know that it's the truth. We're teaching everything but what we should. They're going to be teaching everything but what they should be teaching And they're going to feel guilty because they have not stepped into that normal that they should. So thank you so much for bringing that up as a doctor. I know a lot of people who love doctors such Mm -hmm. as yourself. They don't have white coat syndrome. Um, They can feel, even if you don't mention God, Jesus, the Bible, scriptures, they can feel that calming presence, that loving presence of God in that room with you. And so I know for a fact that your patients have to be really blessed to have you both there. So Dr. Mark, um, in that vein, what obstacles have you had to overcome outside of the workplace in order to effectively help others? You know, have you had any, oh, you know, those are quack doctors, you know, those comments that people make that just won't slow down and read and study what this is with integrative medicine, functional medicine, functional healing. Yeah,
1: we have had criticism, of course, it used to be, um, you know, vocal. Uh, people would say, you know, the classic voodoo, witch doctor, stuff like that. Um, there's no science. You know, there's no studies. I've I've heard all that. Um, now it's more subtle. Um, you know, people withdraw from us and from a personal standpoint. Um, you know, I know we're getting to know each other, Natasha. I'm, I'm a where my sh- feelings on my shoulder type of guy and I'm subject to getting my feelings hurt. Pretty easy, so I've struggled with that quite a bit over the course of years, and I've learned to deal with it, get thicker skin. Um, you know, my wife, um, Dr. Michelle, and I—we we, we do not have a lot of colleagues, uh, we don't have a lot of peers in this because it's so, uh, as you stated, uh, counterculture, and we're such trailblazers in that, and we've had to weather that storm in a sense. I mean, from the the, the medical side, you know it. it People don't disagree, but they will stay away because it's just it's just like that's too weird. You know, I can't do that. Um, On the other hand, from the spiritual side, um, you know, we create quite a quite a chaotic scene um, if and when we get invited into churches because the pastors will say, yeah, praise the Lord. I agree with that brother and sister, Mark and Michelle. But then if they don't change the. Very concept of bringing us in to speak uh, makes them look like an idiot. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's like everything,
0: right, right. No, everything it's, you yeah.
1: said. You know, now pastors is not. You know, you don't even believe it. So, it's 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 a very unique uh, position. And, and I'm letting people into our hearts with that, you know. So, but at the same time, I'm encouraging people. If you want to make a difference, you got to be willing to pay that price. And um, you know, we are. We believe it. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it hurts to be left out. You know, I've had people that we used to be friends with, and uh, we love them. Uh, and they won't meet us for dinner because they um, uh, state we make them feel uncomfortable or we make them feel badly about themselves. And that's not us. I know what that's about. But you, you get the idea. And so, you know, the people that, that gravitate to us are those folks that – are ready to receive truth. They're ready to receive healing. They're ready to receive life. They're ready to live life instead of die through life. And that's a, a massive uh, thing. And, uh, you know, we just trust God every day to bring in the right people into our presence. And, and also let us see the people that uh, we don't need to allow close to us. Because anytime you do the work that uh, either of us are doing, You know, there's um, potential to step off into traps.
0: That is so true. And I just want to stop for a second and encourage both you and your wife. um, You know, I, I have been subject to wear my feelings on my sleeve as well. So I've had to develop some thick skin. But let me just encourage you and tell you where your peers are and your friends are. They are outside of the four walls. Um, You know, I worked in a holistic uh, uh, business and I have one, but I worked in one in an actual office. And my um, friends that are doctors know about it and uh, California, and they said that um, they love the doctors, that they wish, I even had a dermatologist tell me um, when we were talking about topicals and I asked him for a natural one without the medicine, he said, I'm sorry, they don't teach us that in med school. <laughs> and then he and then, and then he said, I wish that they did. I had about five other doctors say we didn't learn that in medical school and we see the tide turning outside of, of med of, of our practices and we feel like we're so behind because there are other doctors who were, who didn't fear taking that leap and we have so many patients coming to us now asking is it okay for me to go to what is termed in air quotes an alternative wellness facility and those alternative wellness facilities have medical doctors in them, um, and and they said yes, you know, because I know these particular doctors said yes. I know my limits, and if you feel that that's going to help you even more, then for me that's a big hurrah. And then there are others, uh, such as uh, Daniel Alexa, who's already been on here. Um, he has a different path. He he loves Jesus. He loves God, um, but he see, he helps people to see the whole person as well. So what's happening, I think, Dr. Mark, is that we've gotten away from mm-hmm. kingdom and just been stuck on church. And the kingdom mindset is is starting to come up, but we're seeing it come up outside of what we were used to, right? And then for your friends and your colleagues, um, sometimes that will come from aligning yourself with practices outside of your area that do functional medicine and integrative medicine. And it's a time, I think, where God is creating uh, new, and I'm going to use a brain term here because we were talking about that, new neuropathways um, for doctors such as yourself and Dr. Michelle to connect And to create your own safe network because the work that you do is so stressful, but you know how to manage it. And it can come with so much that I think people miss that doctors need rest. Doctors need to to self-heal. Doctors need to do what they need to do so that they can continue serving all of us. And I believe that that that's where your niche um, is going to come it's going to come from air, from either people who are in, in your friend circle that finally wake up, or it's going to come from churches that say, hey, man, can you please come talk to, talk to me first as the pastor, talk to my wife if there is one, talk to the congregation. I know my church in L.A. has it um, for a fact, and they've been doing it for years, and it's just kind of, hey, man, can you come in and talk to them about this other way that just bring them back? And so it's going to come from those two areas. So just keep the faith there. I certainly can't wait to tell my pastor in L.A. about Mm you um, and Dr. Michelle. So with that, um, what advice would you give to now we move away from the friends, we move away from the other doctors. What advice would you give to potential patients Who may be skeptical about your approach? Well,
1: I think the greatest thing that we can say in our world today, uh, unequivocally, Natasha, that the health trends of our world, or even in our country, per se, the United States, are getting uh, very, very worse. And they are trending in the wrong direction. And they've been trending in the wrong direction for five decades. At this point in time, that's the greatest study Uh, I know if you look at N equals number of people in the study, we're talking N equals, uh, let's even just N equals United States population um, derived out over 50 years. It's been terrible. Um, It's not working. So we want to look at what we have deemed alternative uh, that we're talking about as mainstream primary. Uh, We believe that this is primary care, primarily caring about you patient enough to keep you out of the alternative, the alternative being stuck in a medicinal thing where there's no way out. And so I just want to encourage people to um, be willing to observe what is obviously a a negative pattern and, and pathway in our world, and if we go right down to our individual persons, uh, if, if a person hasn't been feeling well, been the same thing for 20 years and is getting worse, uh, stop in a moment. Because Einstein said it best, the definition of insanity is doing something over and over and over again, expecting a different result. So, you know, this is where we mm. just need to, to mm. change. And I just encourage people to do that. And uh, we've seen people turn things around in as little as three months, you know, conditions that have been. Uh, just pestering them, if you will, for for a, a decade. So you know it's not something that, again, we we look at it as like that's normal for us. And uh, I don't I don't get surprised <laughs> right. at all anymore when people see conditions um, reverse. It, it's it's normal, so it should be like that for everybody. So just, just a little encouragement for everyone.
0: Oh wow, wow! Thank you so much for that because I know people. They're sitting on, you know, an illness and they're like, I I want to, but I'm not sure. So thank you for, for giving them that encouragement, you know, um, starting off as a doctor, you know, do you or Dr. Michelle, Dr. Michelle, I'm sorry, have a story as to why you did you always do this or did you transition from conventional no medicine to functional? Well, both
1: medicine? have our stories. Um, some of the best healers in the world and and that's 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 who we are, you know, to God be the glory. We are healers. Um and, and to that That's end, right. every healer, if you get down to it, has a place of brokenness from which they came. I mean, so there's always a reality yes. there that, you know, the greatest healers, there's a, there's an honesty there uh, that they can empathize and sympathize and have compassion upon those people that they they confront, that, that are, are sort of in front of them in these therapeutic encounters we call, you know. So uh, both of us have had, you know, uh, pain in our past you know if you will and no it always hasn't been that way but both of us have seen things that have made us uh, realize that there are opportunities to not have to suffer like those around us uh that we've seen that have been close to us suffer um both of us have had great trauma in our lives um that uh, from ranging from uh, suicide ranging from just great trauma to abuse and neglect and you know going through those experiences in our own personal lives um, you know and God has used those things to turn the corner and now we can use that those pain points to relate to people and bring them to a place of um, of healing and now both of us together you know the whole idea of is two is better than one and a quarter of three strands is not easily broken. Um, that's, that's who we are. Um, but, but no, it hasn't always been that way uh, at today. However, we're just as you know passionate and committed uh, even more so to stay the course, weather the storm and um, see people get better because the potential people have out there, Natasha is, completely unlimited and uh, we just need to get past these uh, labels of disease you know walking around well hi Natasha how are you well my type 2 diabetes is flaring up again I mean we got to get past that you know
0: oh my goodness you you just said something so I have um uh, I have a, a a family member and they kept referring and I won't say the name and I won't say the uh the area of the body. I'll just substitute it here. so I have a family member, and uh he said um, my arm um no no let me see um my broken arm hurts." um, my, my issue with my broken arm. And it just kept saying my, you know, my diabetes, my. So I said, can you stop using the word my Mm -hmm. in front of a disease or something, you know, with your body that's out of alignment? I said, can you stop using my, um, saying my issue with my foot or my issue with, with, with diabetes? And he said, why? And I said, because now you're yeah. taking ownership of something that was never intended for you to have. The power of life and death is in the tongue. And you, you just labeled a disease that doesn't belong to you as yours. So now you've taken ownership over it. Now you're hosting it there in your body, just like it's your birthday party. It's my you know, diabetes. Instead of saying, this issue with diabetes that I am being healed from. So we talk about words a lot and, and I'm glad that you, that you brought that up um, because it it is important Um, and it is so holistic. And I use W H O L E Mm -hmm. however you spell that um, in, in the approach that, that you guys take. And I, I honestly wish that you could be cloned and put, everywhere, and I do believe God's going to do something there, but as we sit on a global pandemic right now, and the holidays are nearing, has it been your experience that diets have changed for the better? It's been both. both.
1: Um, I look at this pandemic in a little bit different way, and I hope people will stop when I say this and just don't get angry or offended. Please, just think about it. Um, I look at this COVID-19 pandemic as a positive. Uh, it has shown us and revealed to us our weaknesses physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And just like an athlete getting ready for a big game or a big competition, as you prepare for that, you want to know where your enemy is going to exploit you. Um uh, And if you can look at that, you have time to practice and prepare so that when the game comes or when the time of testing comes, you will not only stand, but you will stand up to it and defeat it because it's already been defeated because you had that preparation. I use the story of Daniel as that illustration to make the point. Um, that he was prepared in his homeland of Jerusalem before he was captured and put into Babylon. You know, he had resolved to not to follow his body. That resolve is is the result of a practice, a practice that becomes. We can't become perfect, but we can always um, practice perfectly. If you get what my drift with that, so you know, people are are really making decisions right now. Um To either enhance the god given abilities they have, or they're making decisions to frankly throw in the towel and just give up and acquiesce to uh ridiculous statements like quarantine nineteen I mean I think that's just ridiculous we've just we've we've got so well so good at making excuses that culturally mediocrity has been accepted as the best we can do. And we got to bust people out of that. So I'm seeing two things. Number one, on one side, people are going, yeah, man, I got to get this because this is not going away. These things like this. And I got to get stronger in all those areas, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And then we also see people, unfortunately, that go the other direction. Mm, Yeah.
0: I've seen both. I've seen both. And um i had a doctor tell me in march he did a large uh mass webinar and he let everyone know he said i'm telling you now to start to prepare get get some things in line with your with your nutrition with your mindset because there're going to be a lot of people coming out on the other side of this whatever the other side of this looks like because as doctors we can't tell you in march what the other side of this is going to look at look like. But I'm telling you right now as a medical doctor, there will be people coming out of this. If they have not managed this right or appropriately for themselves with PTSD, um, they're going to have a lot of social, socio emotional issues. Um, Their health is going to decline because of the first two with the mind. Okay. When Jesus says, think on these things. And he said, if, if you guys don't create a plan now for how you're going to process this entire thing from lockdown to open up to lockdown to open up to vaccine to no vaccine, you're going to see it. You're going to go out when they say the, the doors are open. It's going to be either a herd of people just running out all at one time. No mask, no PPE. And just totally forgetting. It's just kind of like, I'm free, I'm free. I can go out and 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 forgetting that there are some places that you can't go um, and then re-spreading it. Or there are going to be people who have been in for so long that that's now become like a cocoon and a comfort zone for them that they're going to be afraid to even go outside and walk in their yards. And I've seen that. And 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 so I'm hoping that just for a minute, when it comes to diet, you know, I've seen so much and I can't wait to finish reading your book, Forking Your Diet. But I've seen so much um, around social media about the alkaline diet, the vegan, all these different diets, there's keto, there's vegan, there's alkaline. Um, You know, from your book, Dr. Mark, what is just one huh. little thing that you can tell people about?
1: Well, all these I think, diets? yeah, cutting through <laughs> the, to- the chase of that, you know, uh, America has become the hub central of diets. Um, diets don't work. So we got to get that whole idea out of their Diets are looked at from a, a temporary or partial standpoint. I want to go on a diet. I mean, that's a ridiculous concept. You know, did Adam and Eve go on a diet? No. Was that even a word? No. It was like, here's your food. Eat as much as you want <laughs> when you want as you're hungry. Um, but with that said, the the greatest, um, we'll use the word diet just because people understand we're talking about. The most Research has been done on the Mediterranean diet and they've dissected that out. You know, is it the wine people drink? Is it whatever? I think the greatest thing about the Mediterranean diet, that concept is the idea that we've removed the garbage. We've removed the processed food, the fried food, the um, gluten grains. Uh, the breads, the sugars, the front, the uh, MSG, the, the the dairy for the most part, got to be careful with that, um, soy, sugars, sodas. Uh, we remove those things. It doesn't matter what you do at that point. If you remove those things, you're going to win. And then if we uh, add the things that were packaged appropriately in the world, like fruits and vegetables and, um, you know, good clean proteins and good healthy fats like you know the coconut oil avocado oil olive oil just if we do that and pull the diet concept away you know the listeners can understand that they will receive benefits so what i just said i just encourage you to go back and listen to that and write that down and there's a list of don't do's there's a list of do's and then uh, put those into practice and then don't diet eat when you're hungry don't when you're not Uh, just relax
0: Oh, I love it. And, you know, have you seen that chart, Dr. Mark? I saw it a long time ago, and it's been quite a while. When I say a long time ago, I mean years. But Have you seen that chart with the carrot and the walnut and the the grapes and the figs and the avocado? And when you look, I saw it so long ago, and I wish it were just in front of me right now, but I have it in my head that has a walnut and then they crack it open and they say they they say you hear walnuts are great for the brain look at it it looks like a brain take a carrot slice it down they say oh eat carrots they're good for your eyes slice it down you'll see the carrot looks like the iris the eye oh grapes the chambers in your heart oh figs mm. testicles you know oh celery bones and it goes on and on and on And I used to think that that was one of the most fascinating things in the world. Oh, avocado, uterus. I mean, it was just so much. And I thought, wow, this is amazing to me (laughs) that God really did create fruits and vegetables and nuts and grains for specific things that I never thought of. And I just thought, this is amazing to me. And then I have those, those family members that say, did you eat
1: seedless grapes? <laughs> well, it's interesting you, you say that, you know, this will trip you out. <laughs> the idea that uh, our DNA, you know, we do a lot of genetic ass- assessment here. The DNA, um, we're all created from the same um, thing, the ingredients of the earth. Think about that for a moment, right? And so we are all from an individual person to person standpoint, 99.9% uh, identical in our DNA, um, but we have probably a 60 percentile similarity to those plants because we came from the same Creator, the same hand, and so there is a symbiotic relationship that has been created um, with us as people because we are from the earth by the earth the earth was created by the creator so therefore we should be one with this whole concept and we're not grasping that so that's why you know when you just open your eyes like you just talked about so eloquently you will see the hand of god within all of creation
0: This is beyond my comprehension right now. Do you know Melissa De Arabian? Does that name ring a bell to you at all? Best selling author, chef, uh, she's been on the food network. I don't. Do you, uh, sounds do like I need
1: to get to know her.
0: You do, and I will make sure. Um, she is a wonderful person. And she wrote a book Hmm. called Tasting Grace. And when I was in Austin at the Brave On conference that is held by the magazine that I write for, um, she was one of the keynote speakers as well. And the way that she broke down food and our relationship with food and then with each other just blew everyone away. And I, she said a lot, but the part that I took from what she said that is right in line with what you said is when she was, and this is yeah. pre, this was in last year, so there was no pandemic, there were there was no racial unrest, everyone was happy, <laughs> if you can't happier, I would say. So she said that she just was sitting on a plane one day, going to a, an event or somewhere that she had to be. And she looked down at her salad and it had arugula and different things in it. And she said that she looked over at a man that didn't look like her. And she noticed (laughs) he has the same salad that I have. Wait, we both Mm -hmm. are eating from the same garden. And she was able to pull the whole plant ecosystem together along with how we are all created from the same soil eating the same foods. So what's the problem? So you have to meet her. I'll definitely make sure that I slip her a note and say, hey, you know, follow these guys. You have to meet them. That is just, that is absolutely amazing. So now with the the pandemic, and I know you have to go, um, are you guys affected in your practice? Are you doing telemedicine? I know that you have an amazing webinar coming up that I'd like you to speak to so that people mm-hmm. can get on if there's any space left. Um, but have you faced anything um, that has caused you to pivot um, to continue using best practices and healthcare for those that you serve with all yeah, of this? Yeah, I think certainly are it's you both. Guys safe?
1: Um, you know, it's affected everybody and we've done more uh, tele uh, telemedicine uh, zoom we become pretty much experts on that i think everybody has as well we've done more webinars um less gatherings of course um uh, and with that said yeah it's made us uh, adjust but you know as far from a business standpoint it hasn't hurt us at all it's actually from our perspective with what we do you know god has done more than supply so it's been increased for us um and we really uh, Consider that a blessing. And I hope that the listeners today will understand that with that, what I just said, that's not saying anything about we are better than anybody else. Uh, It's saying that what we have, we want to absolutely bless you with and infuse that Um, the gift that we've been given into your lives. And and we mean that. So, you know, yes, we do have uh, spaces available on our webinar coming up. We do those webinars twice a month. And that's the way that, frankly, Natasha, people can find out about us, um, what we do, how we do it. And if they want to have us as part of their lives and uh, as part of their communities or their wellness pastors, if you will, and their uh, healers on board with them. Um, we, we love to have them. We don't have uh, distance that separates us from anybody. We're able to now because of the pandemic. We've learned how to, to, to help people really worldwide. The hardest thing we have is just juggling time zones. That's it. So it, it's not a bad thing. So we're That's just grateful it. to be a right. part of um, people's lives.
0: Oh, wow. Thank you so much. And so I would really appreciate it if all of the listeners uh, combed Dr. Mark and Michelle's website, www.f as in Frank, m as in Mark, i as in igloo, d as in doctor, r as in rodeo. Dot .com they have so many health hacks that they give there for free some may resonate and others may not i really would like for you to get their books and try to see things uh from a different perspective dr mark i always <laughs> end with a zinger question so here it is i i think i know the answer i want to hear yours what was the one of the main medicines and I do mean medicine what was one of the main medicines mentioned in the bible and where in the bible can we go to to find other medical treatments and prescriptions well I I go back it's a broad
1: answer but I go back to the idea in the garden you know the plants (laughs) right the plants the plants were the healing the plants are the medicines and Um, you know, we talk about all these remedies, but they all come from plants. So we just need to eat more plants and eat more vegetables and eat more things that grow above the ground and, and enjoy that, you know, much like the kale salad you talked about. So, you know, we need not overcomplicate it. And even the father of modern medicine, Hippocrates, said something interesting. He said, let food be thy medicine. So there you go.
0: Oh, there it is, and then of course the one that we all love, which we could do. Oh more my gosh, of good medicine laughter, for the soul, right? I
1: believe you.
0: Yes, and I don't know if this is true, Doctor Mark. I'm not a doctor. You tell me. Someone told me that when you, when someone comes into your, let's say someone comes into your office and just just causes you to laugh hysterically, and I mean you just can't stop laughing, and it's one of those gut laughters, right? They said that when you laugh like that, it is the equivalent of getting an external massage, that it literally massages all of your internal organs. It gives them a little massage and to drink lots of water afterwards because toxins are running out body. I have, and, and it probably it's, is true <laughs> you because
1: you that? think about laughter in a sense, um, it causes the body to shake, doesn't it? It's almost like, On a vibration plate, you know, you got you got your own (laughs) laughter medicine here, and it it causes you know the muscles from a proprioceptive standpoint to uh, you know they're always tightening up, you know, and then you know that kind of thing, Um, and then it's interesting because you know good laughter as we talk about in, in the word is, is good medicine for the soul. Think about the soul being the emotions, right? And so when you can express your emotions like that, that's freeing from an emotional standpoint, but it's also freeing from a toxin standpoint, the body will release toxins, both spiritually, emotionally, and probably thirdly physically when we express health and our emotions that does have as a major component laughter.
0: I love it. Dr. Mark, thank (laughs) you so much. I could keep you on the phone all day and that would be so selfish because you have patients that you need to see, but you guys, he has a weekly podcast. They have a television show. They have films, they have books. They're on social media. They have their own podcast Please go find them, Drs. Mark and Michelle. Go find their practice. If you go to the Beyond the Easy Instagram page, you will see that link in the bio for the webinar. Go dig up as much as you can and get some help. And I'm not saying that what you're doing is wrong. I'm just saying that here's a better answer in my personal opinion and my experience because I've had my own trauma where a medical doctor couldn't help me and I had to go that route. And I'm glad that I did because I learned a lot about it. So if you're just starting out on your wellness journey or those that have been on your own plan for many years, especially during this pandemic, these two doctors are licensed medical doctors who have found formulas and methodologies that work. Take control of your mental and the physical will align itself. God talks about thoughts in our minds many times for a reason. Please be careful during this holiday season. Many of you will go through different things. Be careful about your intake and start to make a chart, write it down, and then pay attention to Dr. Mark and Dr. Michelle because they have interviewed some of the top people everywhere and helped and they've cured cancer. They have. So I appreciate you, Dr. Mark. Please give my best to Dr. Michelle. <laughs> I'm signing up for your webinar, and don't be surprised if I come back <laughs> yeah. and like, oh, hey, Natasha, network? thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, I've
1: enjoyed thoroughly our time and uh, certainly would love to do it again.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, and God bless you, and I wish you guys the best. And Amen, and you as well, the best Christmas. and
1: merriest of Christmas of all. Good reason to celebrate.
0: Thank you.
1: All right, we'll see you later. That's
0: right. Thank you so much.